excited about today's class. Hey, Remar nurses, I'm so excited about today's class. We are talking, look, 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 we're talking about asthma. The reason why I'm so hyped about asthma because I'm about to give you guys probably the best priority questions I've written in a very long time because airway is always, always an emergent condition. So how do we, how do we discuss this asthma? So I'm really excited to see you guys from all over and I'm not even going to just, I'm just going to get right into it. We're talking about asthma. Quick facts has it. Somebody put that it was page 10 and quick facts. So let's just get into it. Comments on the screen. So we're talking about asthma. And we know that with asthma, there are certain triggers that happen during asthma. And so what do those triggers create in your patient? What is the issue when your patient has asthma? Hi, everybody. Oh, my goodness. From all over. I see it all over this planet. Man, Remar nurses, y'all represent so hard. I want to see if you can represent on these priority questions, though. Asthma triggers what? in our patients. It's going to create, uh-huh, it's going to create this, which is so important to remember for your NCLEX. It's going to create some obstruction in your patient. So obstruction or constriction. Now, there are modifiable and non-modifiable triggers for asthma. Give me some examples of modifiable ones. So if our patient, I like this too. Oh my goodness. I didn't even put this. Let me put the spasms here. That was a good one too. Ah, shortness of breath. Yes. Cause this is all going to be very important. Cause I asked you at the end down here, what condition is most similar for NCLEX to asthma? Think about it, but we're talking about now modifiable and non-modifiable risk factors. So if your patient has asthma, the modifiable things are controlled. You can tell your patient, hey, you have asthma, stay away from what? You have asthma, the biggest one, stay away from this right here. Stay away from smoking, yes. Stay away from what else? Like, I, I don't know, I'm just putting this down. Pets, the, the, the triggers, like the cats and the dogs, right? Stay away from those things. There's a pollen. That was a good one. Somebody said lose weight. Lose weight. I don't know. I, I, I guess it's modifiable. We always throw the weight in there for something that's modifiable. What do you guys say? Oh, dust. Bugs. What, what bug is the biggest offender of allergies? What bug is it? Especially kids. You guys know what the biggest modifiable bug that there is, uh, I don't know if anybody put it here. I'm gonna put it, and you won't forget this. You gotta ask it is roaches. Yes, cockroaches um, are connected to asthma reactions. So think about it. Think about it. Okay. All right. Non non modifiable. Can anybody give me non modifiable? triggers that a patient cannot, they cannot uh, avoid. There are some things that you cannot avoid. Shout out to all of you who are participating. You guys are showing up now. Oh, somebody said their age. <laughs> yes, that's not modifiable. Especially if you're a child and you have a, like a genetic precondition, that's uh, not modifiable. What about this? Um, 
this is tough. Patients who have exercise-induced asthma, meaning that whenever they do some physical exertion, they get spasms. You know, there's some things that you cannot avoid. Like if you have to go up steps, right? That can induce an asthma attack for some patients. Good stuff. There's another one. Um, how do I put it? I guess I just put something like this. So I put here RSV or respiratory infections. This is something that's non-modifiable because don't you just wish that we could say, hey, this, this winter, don't go out there and get a respiratory infection. But we can't, right? We all have it. So non-modifiable, non Leah was, yeah, it's like the, in the air around you. You can't change it. You can't change if you get a, uh, you know, a RSV or respiratory infection. And so that would be something that's considered non-modifiable. So if you have asthma, you know somebody with asthma, you know these things are real triggers for them. So with um, asthma, do people with asthma have a cough? Yes or no? If you have asthma, do you hear people coughing? Um, or is that not something that's not expected? What would you say? This is good. Yeah, this is good. Tammy says, avoid the crowds. You got to avoid the crowds with asthma. But they want to go to the state fair. Okay, uh, this is a good answer. And I see it here. There is going to be a cough. Now, let's talk about the medications. What do we give immediately for NCLEX? Let me just preface. This is NCLEX treatment, right? If a patient comes in with acute asthma, what is the first medication we're going to give them? What's the first medication that we give for the acute asthmas? And honestly, this is something that you can use in the beginning right away. Oh, good job, you guys. This is something that you can use in the beginning right away, and it will work very quickly for our patients. It will help them, but after a while, it loses its effectiveness. And we call that medication albuterol. Yes, albuterol is our acute, fast-acting medication for NCLEX. Know it, love it, but know that this is short-term because if you, you know, if your patient takes this for a long time, it's not going to be effective. It's not going to be effective. Long-term, what are the medications that we give? Okay, long-term, what are the medications we give? We're going to give the, we're going to give a bronchodilator, Okay. And we're gonna have to mix that with a, what? A steroid. Yeah, we're gonna have to mix that with the steroid. Anything else I'm giving? Bronchodilator, steroid, okay. We're gonna do both. We're gonna do both. And the reason is we can also give theophylline. It really depends on who the doctor is. Um, but you know, we, we need to be able to open up the airway decrease what is this what is the steroid going to do the steroid is it going to bronchodilate make sure we know that these two are not the same things okay <laughs> shout out i love the testimonials come on in testimonials are welcome this is winning wednesday francie says I have, hello i passed my r inclex today first time taker thanks remar thank you so much good job yes the combinations of these two are going to help reduce the swelling in our patient. Remember, this is an obstructive condition, 
All right. So there's going to be um, there's going to be some swelling. There's going to be a cough. Cough is probably going to be because of inflammation, mucus response. Right. On your NCLEX. Very important. Very, very important. What similar condition for NCLEX? What's the most similar condition for NCLEX? Most similar to asthma. What do you guys think? And you, you, you basically said it when we started here and we talked about, we talked about all the things that our patients gonna come in with. Oh, I love it. I love it. You guys are doing so well. Guess what I'm writing? You got it, COPD, yes. COPD and asthma are like cousins or brothers from another mother, right? Um, and so I do want you guys to understand the differences and the principles of what happens with COPD because COPD is a combination disease, right? It's not just one thing. There are many factors that come together that create this condition. Asthma is going to be the same, it's multifactorial for our patient, but the treatment and the teaching is different. The treatment and the teaching is different. So good job on that. You can read about asthma and COPD in your Quick Facts book, right? So make sure that the content, you have it down. Let's get into our presentation. Thank you for that amazing review. All of the comments made it so much quicker. All right. Um, and I love how you guys are putting in. Oh, this is so good. I have to go back to this. Mm, where did it go? That was a good comment. So one of the things that I see here is great point. And I didn't even I didn't even mention that on the board. This is why I love when you guys show up. Asthma. Is it reversible? Yes, it is. COPD. Is it chronic progressive? Yes, it is. So that's one of the differences between these two. I think that's such a great safety point and teaching point. Here we go, Remar nurses, asthma. Let's talk about it a little bit before we get into these questions that I have. Asthma, we talked about it is a chronic respiratory condition that presents with inflammation and narrowing of the airways. And what it leads to is a recurrent episodes of coughing, wheezing, SOB, and chest tightness. So if we just look at what the patient is going to be presenting with inflammation narrowing, that's already telling us we're going to be using multiple medications in order to treat this condition. Pathogenesis of it, the etiology of it, not 100% sure exactly how it happens, but there's an inflammatory response that is uh, precipitated by the mast cells. You guys know that macrophages as well. And so what happens is the airways, because of this immune response, become narrowed and hyper-responsive. And so inflammation in the body is going to always lead to swelling and mucus production whenever it's in the airway and bronchoconstriction. Signs and symptoms. So what do we see here? Wheezing, high pitch whistling sound. You know this from fundamentals. Coughing, we talked about the patient having a cough. That cough will be worse in the night. Chest tightness, this is very important. 
when a patient comes in with chest tightness, that has to be a priority. What's going on with the patient? Um, are they having difficulty taking deep breaths? What is that feeling of chest tightness? Okay. Shortness of breath is a sensation of breathlessness. And this can be seen in asthma, but also other conditions. At the end of the day, it is an emergency situation because when you have shortness of breath, then that means that the oxygenation is not going to be what it needs to be for the patient. There are many different types of asthma in general. There is allergic asthma. We talked about some of the risk factors. Allergic asthma is going to be triggered by an exposure to an allergen, such as a pollen, dust mites, pet dander, or mold. Non-allergic asthma, this is the one that has the non-modifiable risk factors. So respiratory infections, you cannot, um, you know, you cannot completely avoid respiratory infections. You cannot completely avoid cold air. You cannot completely avoid exercise. Smoke is another thing, strong odors, emotional stress. Like we want to avoid those as much as possible, but because they occur in nature, there's a response that can happen, okay? Exercise-induced bronchostriction. Some individuals experience asthma symptoms only during or after physical activity. And these patients are very important to us because we want them to have a good quality of life. And that's difficult to do when you have this exercise restriction. Other types of asthma are adult onset asthma. And this occurs when individuals develop asthma for the first time after the age of 18. This is a very hard transition to endure. When we see asthma as a child, when we see asthma as a child, we know that um, more education can be done, better coping mechanisms can be uh, achieved, but adult asthma can be very unpredictable. Severe asthma as well is a type of asthma that is difficult to control with standard medications. Listen, you guys better share this video. You guys better share this video because most people think that they have a great handle on asthma and it is a very basic, okay? It is a very basic subject, but it is not, all right? It is not. Let me know if you guys can hear me clearly. Are you guys hearing me clearly? Everything okay? I see a comment that there's some background noise. I don't want to persist if you guys can't hear me because this education is very important, all right? So let me know, let me know. Everything is clear. Let me read this. JJ Wingate says, praise be to God. I passed NCLEX RN after graduating 17 years ago. I failed the first time after graduating and did not have the courage to try again until now. I can't thank you enough, Regina and the Remar family. I don't know where you are right now, but we need to talk to you tonight, okay? Wherever you are, get on here. Mark, Team Remark, please. This is amazing, you guys. 17 years, this is, this is, this is amazing. Can, can we just pause and congratulate JJ Wynn Gates? Ah, RN after 17 years, let's go. Hey. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, man. The different types of asthma. 
So the complications, if asthma is not treated, are going to be acute respiratory distress. Okay, which is uh, exacerbation. Okay, life-threatening asthma exacerbation, pneumonia, which is increased susceptibility due to weakened airways, and then atelectasis. We know this is a long medical term that essentially means partial or complete lung collapse due to airway obstruction. So this is good. This is good stuff to know. Asthma is not a cut and dry situation. It is very acute. Diagnosis, got to do a medical history and a physical exam. Pulmonary function tests need to uh, be done. Okay, the doctors will order that. Okay, the doctors will order that. Spirometry, peak flow measurements. Mm -hmm. Yep, um, allergy testing, chest x-ray or CT scan to rule out other conditions, to rule out other conditions. And the treatment, many medications. I don't want you guys to get too deep into the medications. Please just reference the ones that I have in quick facts. We know the beta agonists, the albuterol are gonna be one of the forefront for the NCLEX. Also the corticosteroids. And these corticosteroids are going to be inhaled corticosteroids. That is the route we want to give. You can give IV corticosteroids in an emergency situation, but the patient is going to go home with the what? They're going to go home with the inhaled corticosteroid. Okay. And that's just going to be the best. Education on looking at the triggers, asthma action plans, and regular visits to the doctor. Okay. To the doctor. And what is your responsibility? Your responsibility as the nurse is to assess the respiratory status regularly, administer the prescribed medications. You have to do that successfully and safely. We have to educate our clients on how to use those metered dose inhalers, how to use all of that stuff. Very important. Proper techniques providing and promoting a smoke-free environment, encouraging as much regular exercise as possible. That is going to help with tissue perfusion and it's going to help with the endurance. Hey, and also providing emotional support and counseling. Thank you for all the positivity for you guys showing up. We almost have a thousand people on. Share this video. Thank you for the congratulations, all the positivity. Mark, Marquita, Marquita, am I saying that right? I passed NCLEX PN. I studied B2 Quick Facts for two weeks, my goodness, as well as watched your lives on Mondays and Wednesdays. Thank you, Regina and Remar family. Awesome program. Amazing. Thank you so much for two weeks into the B2 for the results that everybody is waiting for. Everybody that's saying I'm next, we're trying to be next, like where, where you're next. Okay, who is next to pass the NCLEX? Who is next to answer this question? Here are the winning Wednesday questions tonight. I'm going to start slow and then I'm going to warm you guys up. Psych, I'm going to start fast. Here's the first question right now. A nurse is caring for four clients who all have asthma. Who should the nurse see first? Everybody has asthma. Is it number one? A patient using a rescue inhaler 
reporting difficulty breathing, chest pain, and palpitations. Two, a patient with a productive cough, greenish sputum, wheezing, and shortness of breath. Three, a patient with wheezing, coughing, strider, and a hoarse voice and is unable to speak in a sentence. Four, a patient with shortness of breath during strenuous exercise, but is currently asymptomatic. Ah, come on in, come on in. And this is the question you need to share right now, somebody. Okay, ooh-wee, this is a good one. And I'm so glad that you guys are here. I'm giving you time to really think this one out because this is a this is essentially a prioritization question at the highest level. And this is why in my program, I don't do these questions until you're at the end of your education because you have to understand many different issues to, uh, to, to do this, okay? You have to understand many different issues to be able to prioritize a patient. So I see the answers. I'm not gonna hold y'all. The correct answer here. You didn't learn it anywhere else. You learned this right here. I'm claiming it right now. The correct answer is number one. Did you get number one? Number one is the right answer. Let me go back to the actual question so you guys can see. Let's start with number four. Let's work our way back up to number one. Why is number four not right? A patient with shortness of breath, during strenuous exercise, but is currently asymptomatic. <sighs> Not a priority. Does he have asthma? Yes, they all do. But having asthma during strenuous exercise makes sense. Okay, so that just makes sense. This is not the priority. Three, a lot of you guys pick three and I want you to understand this is not going to ever be the priority over somebody who has what? Somebody who has a possible cardiac arrest situation, okay? All right, so let me do, let me do this. Number three, and I stacked up everything. Like I gave this patient so much stuff because I wanted you to see how no matter what NCLEX puts on you, like this patient is wheezing, they coughing, they got striders, they got a hoarse voice, they unable to speak, they can't go up the steps, they calling for help, all of that don't matter. None of it matters because this patient still has a beating what? Still has a beating heart. And if you still have a beating heart, you can get oxygenation to the body, okay? So you gotta wait, hoarse voice, strider, wheezing, Shortness of breath, you gotta wait. These are the type of questions that will throw you off. Okay, anyways, number two, a patient with a productive cough, greenish sputum. What does that mean? Greenish sputum means that the patient has some sort of respiratory infection, okay? Yes, good job. Some sort of respiratory infection. I love it. I love you guys. I love when you guys show up. I do love you guys. I love when you show up too, okay? Um, and then they have wheezing and shortness of breath, which everybody has a breathing problem here. But number one, my, 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 number one has using a rescue inhaler, okay? So that means that they're not breathing. Difficulty breathing, 
chest pain, palpitations. Oh, my, 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 my. If our patient, let me put it like this, in case we didn't get it. If our patient goes into cardiac arrest and their heart stops beating, how long do they have oxygen? How long? Because sometimes we need to think about it in numbers. If a patient goes into cardiac arrest, how long before the other organs start screaming for oxygen? Okay. Yes, 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 yes. And if you guys watched my earlier live, this was a point I hammered, but I know a lot of people didn't show up. So that is why I'm doing this again. Yes, you saw it. 20 seconds, 20 seconds. They got 20 seconds. So 20 seconds does not get me out the room. It does not get me out the room. Okay. I can't even turn on the oxygen before my patient's brain dead. But somebody with shortness of breath, somebody with shortness of breath, they're going to have oxygen pumping, even if it's just the smallest amount. Why? Because they still have a beating heart and the heart is responsible for carrying that oxygen all over the place. So shortness of breath, particularly asthma, will never, it will never beat out cardiac arrest. Okay. Now, speaking of priorities, speaking of priorities, y'all know when I do this, y'all know what this means. <laughs> This means that I have, I have been blessed by the Lord tonight, okay? Because I don't, let me tell y'all this really quickly. I never have to ask you guys to give testimonials. I never have to ask you, you come here, you show up, you know what to do, you know what time it is. So I'm saying all this because who do I have? I call, I sent out the call and y'all brought her here. Y'all brought her here. Y'all brought her here. Hey, look. Hello. How are you? I am so blessed. I'm so excited to be talking to you right now as a registered nurse after so many years. <laughs> Tell me how. Okay. So. Remar Nursing, I have had your program as well since you had the DVDs. So I've tried over the last 17 years to study, but mm -hmm. because of life and uh, just challenges and difficulties, I just yeah. always felt like, okay, it's been two years, it's been too long. It's been five years, it's been too long. Always had a big weight that I carried around with me and always felt really guilty of not finishing what God has started in my life. I had a lot of help when I went through nursing school. Um, I was a teenage mother um, and it meant a lot. Um, so just coming into your program and really having, um, I've been an LPN for 22 years and I went back to RN school, took the RN the first time, uh, took the NCLEX the first time and didn't pass. Um, and just never tried again until now. But I have a supervisor who I know God put in my life. She was that little whispering angel, I call her, with, who would always remind me, Jolita, you're supposed to be doing more. Uh, you should be doing more. I see the way that you conduct yourself and your integrity and your knowledge. You're supposed to be doing more. Go for the NCLEX. And so with that being said, I ordered the V2. 
Um, and for four months straight, I took a little longer because it has been so long, but for four months straight, um, I studied, I watched the Monday motivation. I watched the, um, uh, you on Wednesdays. I got in V2. I just really studied your content, Regina, and oh, I'm going to get emotional. It really made the difference. Um, and I'm just so blessed. You really, you really are. Um, and we see it. We see it even now. Tell me what was it like? Uh, what was it like studying after? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you were working. How, what was the what was what sacrifices did you have to make? Oh, my goodness. So many sacrifices. Um, <laughs> I have a teenager and I have a two year old. I have a husband. We have a home. And, you know, my my daughter one time I was like, uh, I told my daughter, let's watch a movie. And she's like, Mommy, you don't watch TV anymore. <laughs> you don't watch TV. All you do is study. And I was like, baby, there's a purpose and there is a plan that I have. But it truly was a sacrifice for my family. But my husband is so supportive and he was understanding. And um, every time they knew that I had a free moment, even on my breaks, in the car would listen to you. On my breaks, I would study content. Um, it truly was a sacrifice, but your program made it so easy to understand. I mean, it, it just, I knew I was in the right place. I just felt it in my spirit. I was like, you know, there's all these other places and all this other content on YouTube and, and all these other programs, but I knew that I was in the right place. And every time you would encourage us at the end of a lesson, I would say I'm in the right place. This is the program for me. And I know, I mean, I'm able to understand the content. I'm able to grasp it after so long. Um, it just, it, it was the right place at the right time with the right instructor. And I'm just so thankful to you, Regina, for your sacrifices. You are a blessing to all of us. And I just want to encourage anyone out there, <laughs> if I can do it, if I can put my faith on the line with something that I didn't know how I would do it. Trust God. He do your part and study. Make that sacrifice for that amount of time that you feel like you need to study to gain the content. But allow your father in heaven to do the rest. That is the only way that I can say I'm an RN right now. Um, my supervisor blessed me and I know that was God whispering in my ear, you can do it, finish what I started. But to anybody who is unsure, to anybody who feels like, oh, I'm studying and I still don't know if it's enough. I could, there's no way to know everything. But with Regina's program and with your faith in God, he will get you through. Do your part and he'll do the rest. That is, that is I think, um, the best advice. That's the best advice that anybody here tonight needs to hear. They yeah. need to hear that you can do it. You will do it. You must do yeah. it. <laughs> yes. And um, will, you must pass NCLEX, but Re Regina's program, if you stick to it, do it from the beginning to the end. Um, get in the quick facts book. The quick facts is amazing. I carried it everywhere. I wish I had it uh, right now, um, but I have notes. I have highlight, and I know you said you don't mark you know, marking your book, but mine, <laughs> whew, it's about to fall apart, but <laughs> that's okay. You got the license now. <laughs> so tell me, um, how is your life different? What's the next thing for you now that you have your RN? Oh my goodness gracious. 
I am hoping to. And the reason why I went into nursing initially was to work labor and delivery. And I've always wanted to do uh, women's health. So it will be getting back. Um, I'm hoping to do a program um, since I am, since it has been so long, it's kind of mm -hmm. like I'm considered a new, you know, I am a new RN. even. Yeah. Though and so I'm hoping to get into a program in my local hospital um, that will kind of get me acclimated for about a year or so. And then um, I'm hoping to do uh, labor and delivery. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That, thank God bless you. I would never I would never do that. So, no, we need nurses like you that want to deliver those babies. I can't. So I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. What would you say to somebody who is going to take the next gen NCLEX? Um, how, if you could, you know, what would you say to them um, now after having taken it? What advice would you give? Honestly, and I don't know how you will take the, uh, the questions in V2 to me, for me and my experience, were, they were harder than uh, the NCLEX. And like, yes. Yeah, it, I mean, it really, and I, I was like, because I kept answering questions and I was saying, okay, they say, you know, once you answer them correctly, the system will automatically give you harder questions. So I was trying to figure out, okay, and this is just my experience. When is it going to get harder? I mean, Regina, I literally knew, I can count on one hand, the um, topics or the disease process that I wasn't familiar with, but because mm -hmm. of my knowledge, I was able to work through it okay and and really understand what they're asking and pick out this word and that word but honestly my my test cut off at 85 questions <laughs> 85 questions yes it cut off at 85 questions and i just knew when i finished i was like i did it i know i did i had no doubt i did not think Oh, maybe. Oh, I'm not sure. I literally was answering those questions just like this. And it was all because of your reviews and your content and just being able to get into your program. Oh, my it done. Yes. This is after 17 years, 17 years. Yes. <laughs> of being out of school. Mm hmm. Yes. And I have people, you know, somebody out there after five years, four years, they don't think they can do it. Right. <laughs> you can do it. You can. If I can do it, you can do it. You can do it. Just do your part. Study when you can. Yeah. Make sacrifice. Yeah. Um, study the content. And like I said, it's not me. It's not me. Now, I did my part. But the, to put the, the icing on the cake and to bring everything full circle, your program is amazing. But without God, I personally, in my faith walk, would not have been able to do this. Um, yes! <laughs> we give God the glory for your victory. We give God the glory for your testimony. And actually, I'm giving God the glory for the, the time that, you know, it, it, it took you because, you know what? You develop character. You develop gratefulness. You develop humility. You, yeah. you now, you know, you appreciate this license that you worked and waited so hard for, you know? That you just, when that test cut off, I didn't even expect this to happen, but tears started flowing. I mean, I wasn't physically crying, but it just, and I couldn't stop it. And I was like, I did it. This mountain and this weight that I've been carrying around for all these years. Um, but you were very instrumental in and this happening for me. And I only studied your program. That's it. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I, <laughs> I, you know, 
I cannot thank you enough for taking time out. Even just the comment, you you went the next step and came on and showed your face and, you know, got uh, everybody could see you. But I think, you know, God puts us in positions for reasons. And I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to praise God in front of a thousand people, but no. tonight you have done it. And God says that, you know, if we lift him up, he will draw yeah. all men to himself. And at the end of the day, only what we do for God lasts. That's, That's it. it. That's only it. what we do for God will last. And so um, we have we have having the nursing license is amazing. But also having, you know, e eternity uh, is, 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 is such a great prize. So I'm yeah. glad you now have both. Who's next? Hey, who is next? <laughs> I want that joy. I want that smile. Yeah. I wish I could bottle it up yeah. and just keep it because you seem like, you know, a woman who has now, like you said, you don't have that weight on your shoulders anymore. You don't have to study for NCLEX, but what are you doing here anyway? <laughs> That's what my husband said. He heard your voice and he was like, babe, I thought maybe you, you bumped it by accident. I said, no, I'm going on tonight. I want to study. I miss it. You know, being with you for so long. I was like, yeah, I, I miss it. I need to get in there, but I really enjoy you. And um, God bless you. God bless Thank Mark. So God bless the Remar family and everybody else that is um studying i'm praying for you and you can you will you must pass in clicks you can do it you can do it yes thank you so much <laughs> bye bye, bye Gina, thank you oh so good y'all man y'all are witnesses y'all just witnesses of this community this community it's you it's you who make this so special. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, man. We are learning. We are encouraging each other tonight. I only did one question. I only did one question. I love that. Brother Roberts says, I'm a witness. I'm a witness. There are miracles that happen. Let me, let me ask you, what have you waited 17 years for? in your life what have you waited 17 years for we just had a remar nurse say i waited 17 years to take this test right and so if you can't look at her and be encouraged i don't know right some of y'all have not been in this thing for that long some of you have not been waiting even two years even one year and we had a nurse to say i graduated 17 years ago and i was able to pass the nclex r in yes yes so i don't i don't i can listen with god anything is possible okay anything is possible we're testimonies to that tonight man is there anybody else Okay, is there anybody else? I want to get back and see these questions, but is there anybody else that wants to come on here? Whew. And so I was saying that cardiac arrest is going to trump, is going to trump asthma, okay? Cardiac arrest is going to trump asthma. Let's try to do this question number two. These are good questions tonight. Which medication is a short-acting beta agonist commonly used for quick relief of asthma 
symptoms during an acute exacerbation, okay? Is it fluticanazole? Is it Mon Montelukast? Is it albuterol? Is it beclomethazone? Which one are we going to go with? This one should be a gimme question, um, but all are welcome. All, all answers are welcome, but the correct answer for this one is going to be, I had talked about it, if you're just jumping on, you missed some good stuff. I, you, you got, you missed some good stuff. The answer to this question is number three, albuterol. This is our fast-acting, short-acting medication that we use to open up the airways quickly during an asthma attack. Okay. Number three. Here's number three. Here's another one. Let's get into it. Who should the nurse prioritize? for immediate assessment in a busy emergency department. So you're in an emergency department, you're the nurse. Who do you see first? Number one, a patient with a history of asthma who reports cough, mild chest tightness, occasional wheezing. Two, a patient with a history of asthma with audible wheezing, respiratory rate of 27, and O2 saturation of 91%. Three, a patient with a history of asthma with sudden chest pain, shortness of breath, however, no wheezing noted. Or four, a patient with a history of asthma using a rescue inhaler six times in the last 24 hours. Okay, who is our priority patient here? I have some threes, I have some fours. Excellent job. I see the commitment. I see you guys showing up and I wanna say the correct answer. Pow, number three, patient with a history of asthma. They have the sudden chest pain. They have shortness of breath, but also very, very important is this, no wheezing. No wheezing is not a good sign. No wheezing, though, let me just read it. While wheezing is a hallmark symptom of asthma, the absence of wheezing in a patient raises the possibility of the pneumothorax or pulmonary embolism. These are also critical conditions that require immediate assessment and intervention. Therefore, this patient should be seen first to rule out life-threatening complications. So I'm so glad you guys are learning stuff. So yes, this patient had chest pain, which is like, we need to go see that first, but also with asthma, when a patient doesn't have wheezing, that's actually a bad sign. Like we want them to have wheezing over not wheezing. Cause if you're not wheezing, then that means that the airway can be totally, totally occluded. And we see that in children a lot, children with asthma, if they're not wheezing, that means that they've gotten worse. Question number four, we are rolling on which of the following is a sign of worsening asthma and is the highest priority, okay? Number one, mild wheezing. Two, coughing after physical exertion. Three, thick mucus production. Four, difficulty speaking in full sentences. So I'm always gonna put two that are going to challenge you and make you second guess yourself. But this exercise is to help you 
break that nasty habit. I don't want you second guessing yourself. Go for what you know. Okay, go for what you know. Correct answer is going to be numero quattro. Number four, difficulty speaking in full sentences. If you cannot speak in a full sentence, your asthma is getting worse and your breathing is really severely compromised. And so this is going to require medical attention. And again, with NCLEX, you are always looking at what's in front of you. You don't go off into your mind, into your imagination. Just pick what is in front of you. That's all you have to do, okay? It's very easy. Take the test in front of you, not the one in your mind. Question number five, here we go. A 32-year-old patient with a history of asthma is admitted to the ED with acute exacerbation. The patient presents with audible wheezing, increased respiratory rate, and anxiety. What is the priority intervention? Number one, give a bronchodilator via a nebulizer. Two, initiate oxygen two liters via nasal cannula. Three, administer a corticosteroid, yes, IV to reduce inflammation, and or four, notify the physician stat. What are we going to do for this patient? Mm, 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 mm. Very important. I see some ones, I see some twos, and I see some threes, and that's okay, because I just want you guys to, at the end of the day, learn something new. Correct answer is going to be number one, give the bronchodilator via nebulizer. And the reason why we're going to give the bronchodilator is because in order for the oxygen to get to the patient, the airway has to be open. In order for, you know, the patient to have an improved capacity for gas exchange, you got to open up the airways because you know, we could put oxygen on the patient, but if the airway is still closed like this, the oxygen is not going to do anything. We need to open up that airway so the oxygen can get in. Does that make sense? Okay. I am, uh, you're a safe nurse. I love that. So were you a safe nurse tonight? A safe nurse is probably going to get four out of five. Honestly, this is very important. This is a very important topic with asthma because you know, this is airway airway breathing situation. So you got to know these. I'm glad if nothing else, you showed up to class tonight and you learned something new. You learned something new. So the next time that you see this, maybe on your NCLEX exam or another one of my classes, you will get it right. And that is the whole benefit of studying. Hey, Thank you so much for joining me. Let me tell you, I talked to some of you before this live and I had to cut off the conversation because I said, hey, I got to go teach, watch me. So if you're watching me before you go, you don't have my V2 program. I want to show you how you can order it. OK, I want to show you how you can get into the V2 tonight. And then when we talk again, I'll tell you, just watch the video. And then at the end, I showed you how to get into V2. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the screen on. This is my V2 program. Actually, uh, we have it here where you can see all of the testimonials. Did you guys know this was in V2? We have a success journey section where we literally have all different types of success stories to motivate you guys. So um, if you are a repeat test taker, if you're an international nurse, if you failed, y'all check the success journey out. These things will have you shouting 
Uh, but this is the full course. You guys can see that you will start in pregnancy and go through each one of these short videos as well as some progress exams to get your nursing license. You can do this program in four weeks. We had somebody tonight that said they did my program in two weeks. So wherever you are, literally, whatever you are, wherever you are, whenever your test date is, you have time to get into the V2, okay? Um, and I, I cannot wait. If you have a success story, we probably still need to put it in here, but just send me an email, okay? So I know that you want your success story featured in the V2. How cool is that, you guys? All right, so if you go to your website and you put on remarnurse.com in the browser, I'm showing you guys how to order the V2. You're gonna come to my homepage. What you need to do is pick the course that you want to join. Do you wanna join RN or PN? Either one, okay? Either one. So registered nurse, bam, okay? And it just says here, understand the NCLEX faster. You can watch a short video about what V2 is. And this is the button you're gonna push, join NCLEX V2. This is it, okay? This is it. Now, 30 days or 90 days into the program, it's up to you. That content is going to be the same. You can click buy now, but listen, you can also do a free trial of the program, okay? If you don't have the program and you know you have not been studying content, check out the free content, okay? You can do that. But if you're going to purchase it, get started, you click on the buy now and it will take you to the purchase screen. And you guys know that this is a, um, this is a, a platform that you're getting access to. So people ask me, is V2 a book? Is it PowerPoints? Is it the YouTube videos? It's not that. It is a total system that you will be entering in, okay? It's a total system. Very different from the YouTube videos. All right. Um, and so it will show you on the right side what you are getting. The free trial will just let you pick a username and a password. You'll go right in. If you're purchasing V2, then it's going to show you what you're getting are in course, and then the quick facts book. A lot of you have quick facts already. If you don't, you need to have it, okay? Um, down here is where you can delay your start date. So if you click here and you wanna sign up for V2 tonight, but you don't wanna start until next month or later, whatever have you, you're able to do that right here, okay? Right here, and you need to do this on sign up because if you don't, then your subscription will start on tonight. You'll get access to everything tonight. So it's very important that you do that, all right? And so this is how you sign up for the course if you're an RN or for PN. Also, one more thing, this is where you can click here to add the physical workbook, the one that, that I use. So this is the one that I, I like to use. You will get this one in the program. It's one that you print out yourself right? Because when you're watching the videos, you will be taking notes. It's very important, especially if you're a hands-on learner. You really need to take notes during my lectures. So you will be able to get this in your file vault. You can print it out. But if you want me to print it out for you, add it right here. It is the physical workbook. And so you'll just add it on here. Okay. Um, and so this is what you will do and you will proceed. If you don't want the workbook, you can just take it off. If you don't want quick facts, you can also just take it off, okay? 
It's the same thing. Cynthia says, I printed it out and I have the book. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, and so this is how you get the V2 course. All right. If you are in your trial account and you're trying to upgrade to the full program, you will do so under your settings account. You will do so under your settings account. If you have any questions about how you get into V2, please just send me a message and then I can help you as well. Make sure you have that. All right. Um, Shalene says my workbook only has 33 pages. You have the trial workbook. So if you do the trial and you print out the workbook, it'll just be for the trial section. Okay. It'll just be for the trial section. Aileen says the physical workbook is better. I think so too. I think so too. That's why I have it. All right. Um, other questions. Yes, the program does have a study calendar. It is in your file vault. So when you get your study calendar, you go to the file vault, which is here to print it out. And when you look at it, it is going to be this right here. Let me zoom out a little bit. It's going to show you what you're doing in every study session. And I think this is how students get through the program so quickly. It is because they just take a study session a day. If you take a study session a day, you are able to get the content that you need. You're able to get the content that you need. I also wanna show you guys the question bank as well, because once you get the content, once you watch the videos and you're using the study calendar, you will go into the question bank. So the question bank is here. There are over 2,000 questions in the question bank, okay? There are over 2,000 questions in the question bank. You don't have to do them all. You are able to create your own exams. Let's name the exam Amazing NCLEX, okay, test. And you can pick whether you want a tutored, a test, or a computer adaptive, okay? And let's just pick, let's just pick a regular test, I guess. Tutored tests are gonna give you the answers after each question. So that's the difference. Um, I, I typically, for me personally, I don't use tutored tests that much because I wanna go through the whole test and then review the answers. And for me, tutored tests typically slow me down. But you might be different. You might love a good tutor test. But I usually do just the regular tests. And I like to do the um, new unanswered. And then I typically, honestly, I like to stay in the moderate questions. But if you're just starting or you don't want to, you know, you want to start off easy, particularly with the case studies. If you're doing case studies, when you get right into the V2, Start with the easy ones, okay? They, you, you can do that, all right? And then you can literally pick if you just wanna do, do next gen. There's 21 easy case studies. 21 easy case studies. That will keep you busy. Let me see. For moderate, there is 22 moderate case studies that you can do. There are 87 next gen items. Those are gonna be a lot of reading. The V2 question bank will keep you busy. It will keep you busy, all right? And then hard, let me see how many case studies we have here for hard. We have 13 hard next-gen case studies. So are you gonna be ready for case studies on your NCLEX exam? Absolutely, you absolutely are going to be. And again, you can pick these subjects if you wanna do 
um, you know, if you want to do all of these subjects, you can. If you just want to do the case studies, you can. The next gen items is totally up to you. And you're able to pick how many questions that you want to do. And we don't have a minimum or a maximum. You can just do five. You can do 50. It doesn't matter. And then when you go here to start your test, bam, your test is going to be creating and you will immediately get the case studies that you've been looking for. And these are the next gen. So you are going to see all of the reading that is going to be required and you're going to have the extended, okay? You're going to have the extended item responses. That's going to be very important. Tomorrow, if you are following me, tomorrow is the NCLEX conference, the 2023 NCLEX conference, and I will be attending that tomorrow. So I am so looking forward. I'm going to go live tomorrow and I'm going to tell you everything that I'm learning. Will you watch me? Will you watch me? And so um, these are the case study questions. We do have all 13 new format questions. We have closed dropdown. Um, all of them, X, Y questions, all of that stuff, okay? This is a matrix style question. Bam. And so, you know, like our Remar nurse was saying, get in the V2, do this work. This is the prep work, okay? This is the prep work. And it's all here for you. Like V2 is the all-in-one course. It has the content that you need. It also has the question bank. So if you focus on the V2 system, you have more than enough. And then also, again, it's not simple. I mean, in terms of like, you know, how can I say it? I think, I, let me say, it is not difficult to get to the program, but you have to do the work once you're in there. You have to do the work. What time am I going? Um, I, you know what, I don't know because they haven't given me agenda. The NCLEX conference is something that you see educators, students don't attend this conference. It's usually educators, colleges, universities, things like that. So I'll be there, I go every year. Um, and I'm gonna go in between my break times, in between the speakers. So I'm gonna be like taking a lot of notes and then during the breaks, I'm gonna come on and say, guess what they said? Or they just told us this, or they just told us that. So please follow me on, you can follow me on TikTok, you can follow me on YouTube or Facebook, and I will I will put the live up, and then also I'll leave it up so you guys can continue to watch it, okay? All right, um, so that is Winning Wednesday tonight. I do have to go get ready because I have this conference in the morning, and I want to make sure that I am totally prepared. So I'm glad we were able to spend time tonight. If you have any extended questions for me, please send me a message and I will get back to you, okay? And I wanna make sure that you have what you need. Somebody says, can't wait for the update. Yes, here's my email, support at remarreview.com. Please send me an email there if you have any specific questions, okay? And thank you so much for joining me tonight. If nobody told you this, guess what, guys? You can, you will, and you must pass NCLEX. See you guys later, bye-bye.